Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Recorded live. everybody to Off-Road Live and the King of Baja 500 Desert Off-Road Race kickoff live Memorial Day the 30th of May 2016. Welcome across the interwebs with our friends Ram Trucks, Budweiser, Red Bull, Hard Rock, Marlboro, BajaSafari.com, the king of Baja, and TeamValvoline.com. This is the kickoff to race week of the 2016 King of Baja 500. This will give you a primer of this year's race that goes off this weekend. Top of the hour, John Stewart with an unfortunate bombshell that we'll have to address. It is urgent. It is an emergency. And here at Off-Road Live, we're going to make our way with this information, and then we'll get to the King of Baja 500 Race Week kickoff live Memorial Day 2016. Stay tuned. 
Off-Road Live from the Desert Tower Studios in the Big Bad Desert. It's Memorial Day 2016, and we're kicking off the King of Baja 500 Desert Off-Road Race that will go off this weekend. Now, if you've been looking for information on the, uh, on the race, lots of race details, well, seemingly... Score International likes to keep those secret until after the Off-Road Live radio show. But we have all the details that they don't want you to know about right here on this show today, live. Thank you very much for joining us. John Stewart is right up next. He has an emergency message that we need to get to. And we'll do that in a mere matter of a couple of minutes. We are live from the Desert Tower Studios in the Big Bad Desert, starting it all up. You're in the right place. We've got all the vital desert racing and recreation information you want to know about right now.
Off-Road Live. All right, let's go over some details of what's happening this week in race week until John tunes in, and then, we'll, of course, we'll get to that emergency information uh, that John wants to provide the off-road recreation community. Let's take a look at what's coming up this week. It is May 30th, 2016, Memorial Day. Tomorrow, a special show on Off-Road Live. You'll definitely want to tune in. The History of Baja Racing, live at 5 o'clock here on Off-Road Live. Then, of course, on Wednesday, the big Monster Mike's Garage for this year's Baja 500 will kick off at 5 o'clock. That's all live at 5 o'clock on Wednesday. On Thursday, we'll be live from Ensenada on the street for the Baja Racing Festival, live from Papa's and Beer on June 2nd, Thursday, June 2nd at 6 p.m. And then, of course, on Friday, it's Fandango Friday contingency for the Baja 500, live from Baja, Mexico. All right, John, uh, uh, step right up. Uh, the microphone is yours. Uh, we understand that you have some urgent information that the off-road recreation community needs to know about. Yeah, Mike, uh, you know, I'm first start off and say uh, happy Memorial Day to everybody. And for all the veterans out there, thanks for your service. And, you know, I, you know Condolences to those that have lost someone that didn't make it home, but it's uh, Memorial Day is the time for remembering the vets, so it's not time to take a moment to reflect on that. But Yes, yeah, sir, we, and, uh, and we also want to thank you for your service. Thank you. And, yeah, we uh, within the OHB community, uh, we're finding that there is some uh, shenanigans going on within the legislature as well as California legislature. So shenanigans and controversy and uh, that is nothing new to them. But uh, let me start off with the first off is that last uh, last Monday, a week ago today, uh, Cal 4 Wheel had a uh, meeting with Lisa Mangat, the deputy director of, uh, not deputy, but the director of California State Parks meeting went okay, and uh, you know I, I got a sense of feeling that uh, she is a consummate bureaucrat, uh, uh, bean counter, uh, a very good uh, soldier. She's taking orders from above to push forward a uh, an agenda, and it appears that her agenda is to have all 280, which is, includes nine SVRA units within one division or with, within within one management unit under uh, state parks, rather than having the uh, division, you know, the OHMVR division out as more or less a separate entity. Of course, within the recreation community, we're finding that and feel that that would be the death knell to the recreation program because, as I kept trying to point out to Lisa, is that within California, majority of the OHV recreation does not occur 
on state-managed or state-owned lands. It occurs on federal lands within the uh, managed by the Forest Service and Bureau of Land Management. Uh, so if they do anything that disrupts disrupts the uh, Green Sticker Grants Program, it would be devastating to the uh, federal partners that uh, offer up the majority of the recreation that OHV people desire within the state. So anyway, fast forward, we know that there is this Parks Transformation Commission moving forward with a plan of action. We are just getting a few glimpses of what that plan entails and uh, what we're starting to see is they want to bring the grants program in under main state parks. Uh, we feel that is inappropriate because the grants program is so much different than what state parks does. We feel that we're gonna lose money, lose opportunity if that occurs. Now we come to find out that there is a Senate bill and this is Senate bill SBX 11 which uh, basically we believe will be the end of the OHMVR program. In other words, they are looking at this, this uh, legislation, which will be a revenue and taxation code uh, change that will divert all of the gas tax money that OHV receives into either the general fund or the state parks and recreation fund and basically dry up the income into the uh, Green Sticker, the OHMV Trust Fund. So that is what we are, actually some of that has just come to light with uh, uh, a document that was finally unearthed today out of the uh, archives of, uh, of the legislature. Uh, so right, you know, we don't have much uh, idea of what is gonna transpire with this legislation the and seeing how this is a holiday uh it will be i know it will be a hot topic at the ohmvr commission meeting which uh i will be attending this thursday and friday in portola california it's, it's up around reno area so from here on uh we, we know that we've got a short time to go and we will probably and you know well we will be putting out a call for all our all of our members from uh, either AMA 36, 37, 38, and uh, you know, Cal4, Corva, everybody to contact their uh, legislatures and say, no, this is a bad bill for OHV. We need to stop it. So. Okay, so that'll start immediately. Uh, that will start immediately. Uh, I have a, uh, I'll have more information on that tomorrow after I've, I've got a call scheduled with a couple of people uh, and I'll be leaving, headed, headed to Portola tomorrow for further discussions on this. And by Friday, uh, we will somewhat have an idea of how to move forward and how we are going to try to uh, address this issue. And we do have a lobbyist in Sacramento that uh, will be, uh, you know, again, holiday time, but we will be talking with the lobbyists tomorrow and trying to move forward with uh, doing what we can to get this, uh, 
this bill killed, amended, or uh, whatever we need to do in order to uh, make sure that the OHMBR trust fund remains solvent. Yeah, it, it sounds like uh, this uh, is a is a kill. There's a you know a kill shot necessary having to do with this legislation. Well, it is. Uh, we know for some you know for a number of years with all the different takes and the the shenanigans that have been going on there uh, that uh, the OH the OHMVR program has adequate revenues coming in to it in order to you know dole out in grants however the grants that are being doled out have been kept artificially low by the uh, governor's office over the years and we're and in fact i've got uh, I, you know well dave pick and i have been uh, trying to accumulate a lot of documents and and we have got uh, several documents, and we know right now that the uh, current legislature wants to pull $31 million out of the OHMVR program This and give it to state parks to help them out. Well, this is in addition to almost uh, $8 million that comes out of the program, OHMVR program already and goes back to help support the administrative functions of the state parks. And this does not include the $10 million that has already been redirected from the trust fund into state parks. So, Right. Now, who's the, who's the author of the legislation? Uh, I knew you were going to ask that. I was trying to look for it. At Buell, I believe it is. Where's he out of? Uh, I'm not sure where he is out of. I have not uh, got down, down to the point where I've got to, got to do that. But, no, it's okay. Uh, Obviously a Democrat, though, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Within the state of California... I would not go so far as to say every Democrat is an anti-OHV because we do have a few that have been beneficial and helpful for the OHMVR program. Oh, no, I'm not saying it for that reason, John. I'm saying it because uh, there's got to be a tie to the governor's office. Oh, yeah, yes, definitely. This is all controlled, uh, and this is all out of the governor's budget, so it is all controlled by the governor, out of the governor's office, and the... uh, uh, cabal that he has got working his finances. Now, what we're finding is that if you look at the uh, OHMVR programs and the supporters for doing away with the OHMVR program, they are also basically the supporters that are looking to do away with and the Second Amendment rights with with all this. So what you're seeing is a legislature that is more interested in uh, putting in place social social welfare safety nets uh, and welfare programs than they are to address the reason that people pay taxes within the state, which is to have the state 
take care of the basic infrastructure and the uh, parks and recreation and provide for those type of options. So, uh, yeah, we'll get a bullet train that goes to nowhere, which is uh, Governor Brown's pet project. Uh, we will get solar and, you know, when you know solar farms all over the place windmills all over the place and yet no way to get that power into the uh places where it's needed okay but let's get back to the uh governor's office uh you know john uh, you've been around the block a, a couple of times i have too uh let's uh do some anticipation here just uh to give us an idea of what kind of time frame we need to execute a uh uh, kill shot plan, uh, at least on our end. You know, not necessarily on. Uh, uh, we're looking at we're looking at a. I think the critical date right now we're looking at is June fifteenth. Is it that coming up that fast? Yes. Yes. Uh, uh, why is that? Well, June fifteenth. I think it's the fourteenth, fifteenth is the last day that new legislation or a lot of legislation can be looked at and reviewed prior to their final phase to getting uh, the last two weeks, getting all the legislation uh, that they want to pass addressed and through the House or the, the Assembly and the Senate by the uh, end of the term, which is uh, June 30th, in order for the governor to, to uh, sign it. Okay. How far along has this legislation gotten? Uh we're, this is where why we've had so much trouble because we're not sure, and we feel that this may be one of those uh, replace and amend and replace type issues where it may have already hit a couple of appropriations committees, and uh, in another form, and then all of a sudden it's just now being uh, amended to a point where, oh well, it's already passed these other committees; it doesn't have to go back for further review. Yeah, they've cloaked, it. We, they've cloaked it so it wouldn't be revealed, but the work would get done on it. Right. And this is what, right now, we don't have anybody uh, answering phones or in a point because of the holiday weekend uh, that can ask, answer that particular question. But we have a uh, strong suspicion that this is one of those uh, um, you know, amend by replacing uh, key points of the legislation after it's already hit committees. Understood. So how, where can this uh, be cut off now? Uh, uh, can your lobbyist single-handedly get this done? Uh, I do not believe that uh, single-handedly. Uh, this is why we're looking to do a major push from the, uh, the membership base to begin calling their legislators and putting phone calls in, uh, faxes in, into uh, you know, their assembly and senate uh, members that represent them and also into the governor's office. And this is information we're trying to pull together right now. Yeah. So you know, this, hearing, is, uh, this is obviously – go ahead. I said you're hearing breaking news as to what it is with, uh, yes, we know we've got to do this. Uh, do we have any uh, firm plans or time frames? Uh, no, we know we've got to do it. We're trying to get everything pieced together and get it correct. But uh, it is important to get the begin getting the information out that we're finding that there are enough shenanigans going on that it looks like we stand a good chance of losing the entire program uh, shortly. 
No, there's there's no question about it. In fact, it's a step beyond, in, in my mind, it's a step beyond breaking news. Uh, it's an incoming uh, nuclear uh, 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 warhead. And, uh, you know, there's only one thing you can do with a situation like that is you gotta you got to take the threat out completely. Right. And uh, that's the that's the point we're at right now is trying to uh, get the uh, building blocks in place and get the correct talking points identified to uh, begin pushing the message there. This is bad legislation. It's going to kill our program. And uh, we, the recreation community, we will not live with this. You know, it's just it's, it's devastating. Sure. Where where is this information going to get posted first? Because you know there are a lot of uh, uh, off road entities out there. There's a lot of OHV entities out there. Where is going to be the single clearinghouse where the this uh, clarion call can get a clear channel of communication to people? Well, the clear channel any communications that we're trying to coordinate this to uh, basically simultaneous release through. Cal Four Wheel, uh, AMA District 36 and District 37, and through the uh, forums and the uh, information uh, uh, outlets that uh, we have there, because we we believe that we reach a, a significant number of uh, the recreationists that uh, we can get this moved along, uh, despite the interest or the varying interest of whether it be an ATV, dirt bike, or uh, four-wheel drive, I think we've got those points covered. It's just a matter of getting the uh, uh, good talking points and all the contact information together, which, like I said, is uh, it will be within the next couple of days. Yeah, and unfortunately, uh, by the time that this information sinks in at all, at the start of the summer, I mean, this is a this is a willful act. It's very obvious because um, the way that you've described it, it sounds like uh, they want this to all happen before uh, off-roaders even get a chance to know what the heck is going on. Well, yes, and this is one of the things. Even though we have a lobbyist in uh, Sacramento, it's uh, it's a point where uh, we do not have enough staff. Uh, even within the lobbyist time, it's uh, nor do we, and you know within the different groups that we do not have enough staff to be able to. Uh, track every single piece of legislation and and uh, begin piecing a lot of these uh, behind-the-scenes maneuverings together. Well, what's we extremely disturbing about this, John, that's not disturbing to me because that, to me, is the governor. Uh, the, the, this governor in this state, I'm just going to state it in just one word, is untrustworthy. And uh, uh, this sounds like a, a maneuver by the governor and uh, the 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 great challenge is when there's no public discussion uh, about a move this large, in my mind, it makes it actually unconstitutional. Of, of course, proving that in court and stopping this action is impossible in, in, this, in this, this, this kind of time frame. And, you know, that's exactly the way the governor wants it. They don't want any discussion about what's occurring here because it's against the will of the people. The will of the people is the law that has been in operation for how many years and what has the uh, governor's office in this state done uh, having to do with this OHV program. It's done everything it can 
to take advantage of it for its uh, executive self, but not good for the uh, the will of the people. Right, and uh, you know we we know that the uh, visitorship to the state parks units is in decline. And if you visit a lot of state park units, you'll find that their old, decrepit facilities that really do not address what the uh, families and what the people want for recreation opportunity. Uh, to top that off is that they, uh, virtually all of them have been increasing the entry fees. And so just to go in a park and use a fee, you know, use a picnic table net, you're looking at um, anyone, you know, five to five to ten bucks, and even up to fifteen bucks a, a shot just for an afternoon picnic. Yeah. Hey, John, let's and, do this. I think uh, uh, that's as far as I can go, unfortunately, in this show. But uh, now that you've uh, brought up the date of June fifteenth, I hope you don't mind that we do a daily update on this. Uh. I, here's what I'll do. Here's what I'll do. I'll give I'll give you a call. I'll get the information that you folks want out to the public, and then we'll post it on our website. That's fine. Uh, that would be great. Uh, just know that uh, I will be traveling over the next few days, and they're with a lot of phone calls. So yeah, we'll, we'll work. Yeah, let's let's do that. That way we can keep up an, a daily update to our listeners. And, of course, when the clarion call comes out from Cal Four Wheel and the rest, we'll, we'll also get that out. John Stewart, thank you very much for calling in. Uh, we can't tell you how much we appreciate you come, uh, calling in on Memorial Day, but we understand why you're, you're on the show. All right, Mike, thank you. And uh, we will be in contact. And uh, thanks for your assistance in getting this important information out. You bet. We'll uh, we'll execute a kill shot here in the next few days. Thank you, John. All right. Talk to you later, Mike.
Off-Road Live. Thanks very much for joining us, folks. You heard at the top of the hour the uh, emergency item that came in from uh, John Stewart. Uh, we'll be paying attention to that item every day for the next two weeks through June 15th, as John said that that's going to be a critical date uh, having to do with this uh, process. So we will stay locked on to that uh, uh, urgent item uh, for the next uh, few days, so stay tuned for that. Uh, in addition to that, uh, today we're uh, kicking off the King of Baja 500, which starts on Saturday. Now, of course, we have lots of uh, stuff happening every single day up until race day on Saturday, so stay tuned for those. Now, here's what we've got so far on what's happening with this desert off-road race in Ensenada on Saturday. We have all the list of uh, important competitors, and we have their uh, listed anticipated odds, at least at this time. Uh, we know that this is the second version of this uh, list, and, of course, several additional versions uh, will be made. And uh, we'll pay attention to those and report those back to you as we get them. Now, you're listening live to Off-Road Live. This is Monster Mike. The Baja crew is here, and we're in the Desert Tower Studios in the Big Bad Desert, rocking with you today on the kickoff of Race Week for this year's King of Baja 500. Well, let's take a look at the odds. Car number 50, Zach Langley. Looks like he's 5-1. to one. He's often on three wheels, it's stated. Uh, car number 7, Dale Dundell. No listed uh, uh, rankings yet. Car number 13, Tim Herbst, 4-1, to one, might surprise. Number 16 is uh, Brett Serapis, no, uh, no listed uh, uh, rankings yet. Uh, car number 13, Damon Jeffries, 6-1, to one, could get hot. Uh, the Pete Sorens number 2 is being run by Jason McNeil. You know those guys who steal cars uh, out of the United States and try to sell them in Mexico. And then, of course, uh, he's uh, 10 to 1, according to BajaRacingNews.com. Let's take a look at Bryce Menzies, number 7. He's 2 to 1. He's done it before. Problem is, he's got a, uh, a history now of bad uh, juju in Baja, California. Number 97, B.J. Baldwin, newly with uh, uh, Toyota Dumbhead Motorsports. <laughs> Uh, he's currently listed as four to one, and it says Chrome? Question mark? Go home. Interesting. Uh, you know, when we figure that out, we'll uh, we'll report it to you. The number twenty, being, uh, driven by Boulevard's own Larry Rossler, uh, we're going to call uh, Larry two to one, uh, simply because uh, 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 one of the uh, most notable desert off-road racers uh, in recent history, Larry Rossler is at the helm. Let's take a look at number 21. Gustavo Vildosola Jr., 3-2. to two. Uh, The number one placard is with Carlos Abdali Lopez. He's listed as 5-3. to three. Let's look at uh, Andy McMillan of uh, the King of Baja McMillan Motorsports this year. Number 31, he's 3-1. to one. He quote-unquote has the tools. Uh, number 58, Tracy Groff, 4-1, to one, rapid co-drivers. Uh, 
Uh, number three, Mark Post, three to one, a golden oldie, quote unquote. Uh, Ed Herbst is uh, racing. Uh, we've got uh, number thirty, Robbie Pierce. Being out of the Mastercraft uh, has long have has had an impact, quote unquote, six to one. Uh, number forty-four, Kyle Jurgensen, overdue? Question mark, four to one. Luke McMillan, number eighty-three. Um, Baja Racing News is giving Luke a two to one. And uh, fastest of the family, unquote. Let's take a look at number 57, Mike Palmer, 9 to 1. Number 38 is Eric Husted, 7 to 1. We'll plug away. Number 175, Jamie Huerta Jr., 3 to 1. Number 15, Billy Wilson, 5 to 1. Lightning does not strike twice. Oh, we disagree. How about this? We're going to change those odds right now to 4 to 1 for Billy Wilson. Number 15, Billy Wilson, 4 to 1. Uh, and hate to tell you guys, lightning does stri- strike twice. Number 45, Gary Magnus, 8-1. to one. Having fun, we hope, yeah, after uh, one of their co-drivers got cut in half in the Baja 1000 last year. Number 11, Rob McCachran, 2-1. to one. Might rob Robbie. Uh, and you know what? Uh, we're going to change that one, too. Uh, Rob McCachran, number 11, is uh, even to win this race, as far as we're concerned. Number 75, Mike Cook, 7-1, to one, not hot enough. Number 47, Jim Bolt, 9-1. to one. Number 48, Jimmy Knuckles, 4-1, to one, untested, unproven, says the uh, bookmaker here. Number 77, Robbie Gordon. Uh, and uh, this bookmaker is saying 3-2 to two, uh, and uh, the overall... Uh, we know Robbie's program uh, for the past few years, uh, so we're going to change those odds to 9-1. to one. Uh, Number four, Justin Matney out of Tennessee, 3-1, uh, to one, RPM limiter, quote-unquote. Number 23, Dan McMillan, Indy 500-1. to one. Uh, We don't agree. Uh, we're going to put Dan, Dan McMillan as 2-1 to one, uh, in the number 23. Uh, number 91, Troy Herbst, 3-1 to one, to Helen Back, question mark. Chris Kep, number 93, 6-1 odds, this, uh, this uh, bookmaker is saying, and he is saying unkempt. <laughs> Whatever. Number 33, Todd Toll, 7-1, might have to use wrenches. And there you have it. There's your uh, current field of... Uh, Unlimited trucks. We're going to do the unlimited buggies, and then we have a, an important message uh, for the uh, uh, racing fans for this uh, King of Baja 500 uh, for these uh, racers that we're currently talking about, Class uh, 1 unlimited buggies and trophy trucks, unlimited trucks. Number 128, here's the odds, Brent Parkhouse, 3-1, to one, solid. Number 153, Brad Wilson, another top tip, 2-1. to one. Of course, part of the uh, killer family, they have at least – two dead uh, Mexicans as a part of their resume. Number one, oh, and they don't stop. They hit, strike, kill them, and then keep going. Uh, some people call that murder. Uh, in uh, class one, continuing, number 125, Scott Ruschenberg, six to one, hires guns. Number 100, Shelby Reed, five to one. 
Number 127, Cody Parkhouse, the poor man's Wilsons. Uh, Eric Chase, number 110, a, pra- a tractor pull, 3-1. to one. Todd Starks, Dan George, just Justin Trainer are also competing in Class 1. Number 145, Mike Boone, 4-1. to one. Bell is a ringer. Number 111, Paul Keller, 4-1, to one, never quite there. Number 187, Ryan Sharman, 9-1, to one, sketchy resume. Number 147, Pat McCarthy, 5-1, to one, probably do okay. Uh, Robert Bullhorn Harmon is also racing. Number 105, Matt Cullen, 3-1, to one, FNL favorite. Ronnie Wilson is being claimed as an even by this uh, uh, bookmaker outside of uh, Baja Racing News. But let's let's be clear about this. Ronnie Wilson is even in that he's going to kill another local Mexican and not stop, and he'll keep going to the end of the race at the finish line. Well, he'll get arrested. He'll be put in shackles thrown into the who's gal, and then somebody's got to write a check to bounce them. All right, let's uh, let's go to 142. Stephen Sells, 9-1. to one. And uh, the uh, the uh, bookie here says, Se vende? For sale? 185, Justin Davis, 3-1. to one. Uh, And we'll change that. Justin Davis, uh, we're going to give him 2-1 to one odds. Number 185, Justin Davis, 2-1, to one, according to Baja Racing News. Number 195, Travis Chase, 4 to 1. Number 104, Rob Archibald. Uh, the claim here by this uh, bookie is 3 to 1. We're going to call him 9 to 1. Number 101, David Hunter, 8 to 1 out of his league. Derek Fletcher, 5 to 1. Number 106, produces. He's 5 to 1. All right, and let me just uh, express this on behalf of uh, Baja Racing News. Uh, listen, if you get a chance to, to talk to any of these race teams that I just mentioned, uh, definitely mention to them, say thank you very much. Uh, if it wasn't for these guys continuing to race with uh, 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 Score International, uh, Score International would be a dead horse. These racers are keeping this racing organization alive, and we want to thank them for their patronage. Seriously. It would be all over right now if these guys weren't cutting jacks. All right, let's look at spec trophies. Number 288, 9-1. Number 220, 6-1. Number 273, 111-1. That's Jordan Brenthel. Uh, let's see. Pete Soren, uh, we'll, we'll call him uh, even uh, in this uh, desert off-road race. Number 211, Pat Sims, 8 to 1. Number 232, Chelsea Magnus, 6 to 1. Uh, John Langley, 250. Uh, he's being claimed here by this uh, bookie as 4 to 1. We're going to call him 3 to 1. Harley Lettner, 2 to 1. Kerry Chrisman, 8 to 1. Number 274, Elias Hanna, even. Kerry, excuse me, Stephen Eugenio. We're going to call him a top gun and uh, top pick for this particular class. And 227, Jordan Brenthel, 5 to 1, the other brother. And number 202, Chad Broughton is 8 to 1, and uh, Paige Soren is also racing. We'll give her a 3 to 1. In class 10, uh, the 1045 of Patrick Daly, 5 to 1. The 1058, Mikey Lawrence, 2 to 1. 
In the 1002, Clay Lawrence, 3 to 1. The 1086, Joseph Jepson, 5 to 1. The 1043, Scott Youngren, 8 to 1. 1064, Justin Buckley, 6 to 1. Number 1048, 6 to 1. Number 1062, Schnarr, 3 to 1. Uh, Andrew Myers, we see racing. We'll give him 9 to 1. Number 1090, TJ Tolls, 4 to 1. 1088, Sergio Salgado, 2 to 1. The 1073, Glazak, 7 to 1. 1081, Todd Winslow, 7 to 3. 1011, Morgan Langley, 3 to 1. Corey Holopoff, uh, we'll say 4 to 1. Uh, Johnny Buss of the Lakers uh, says here 7 to 1. This uh, bookie is given 7 to 1. We'll not say that. We'll say 5 to 1. The 1040, Cody Robinson, 3 to 1. Kyle Conlon, even. Rick St. John, uh, 6 to 5. Ramsey L. Wardani does not show any listed uh, ranking here, but we'll give him a ranking of 5 to 1. Cody Reed, 3 to 1. Jim Anderson, 2 to 1. Brent Peterson, 3 to 1. Caleb Gaddis, even. Chip Prescott, 4 to 1. Armando Alvarez, 5 to 1. And that wraps up our current list of racers in this desert off road race. There are so few people that we easily got to the entire list of of, uh, race rankings and odds for this King of Baja 500 two minutes ahead of time. It's the shortest racers list of its kind in modern history in Baja racing with Score International. Something is about to happen. A cataclysm in Baja racing. And it's right around the corner. Stay tuned with us because... uh, Uh, We have uh, our fingers on uh, the uh, pulse of what is happening, and something is about to happen that's going to be big news, so stay tuned to Off-Road Live, having to do with desert off-road racing in Mexico, and also stay tuned to BajaRacingNews.com. You'll get the information right away. Uh, Let's see. We've got, can't believe it, we've actually got time to uh, speak to the schedule again. Uh, tomorrow night, uh, Tuesday, uh, May 31st, a special starting at 5 p.m. Tune into that here on Off-Road Live. On June 1st, Wednesday, Monster Mike's Garage at 5 o'clock. And, of course, on Thursday, the big street party in Ensenada. It'll be live starting at 7 p.m. on Off-Road Live. The big street party for the King of Baja 500 on Thursday, June 2nd, will start at 7 p.m live from Ensenada, Mexico. And then, of course, all day long, contingency, uh, downtown Ensenada, Baja, California, Mexico, live on Off-Road Live starting at 9 in the morning. And then race day, Saturday, June 4th. We will be live for the start of the King of Baja 500 Desert Off-Road Race live from Baja, Mexico. This is Monster Mike for the entire Baja crew and our friends, Ram Trucks, Marlboro, Hard Rock, Budweiser, Red Bull, BajaSafari.com, and TeamValvoline.com. 
we thank you very much for tuning in to this Off-Road Live. Tune in tomorrow. We'll be back at 5 p.m. Have a great Memorial Day finish to your holiday weekend. See you tomorrow. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.